welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a movie called Anyone But You. Yeah, this is the new rom-com. Sydney Sweeney is B, and Glenn Powell is Ben. And when they meet, it's like oil and water. <laughs> or something. So, yeah, uh, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, they meet cute in, in the opening of this movie. They meet cute at a cafe where, for reasons I won't get into, he pretends to be her husband. And then, boy, do things move fast, because she goes back to his place, and they spend the night together, but don't have sex. And he makes her a grilled cheese sandwich, and they fall asleep together. And then the next morning, I don't know, she's feeling awkward, and so she just, like, leaves without saying anything. And he wakes up, and... Uh, his friend comes over, and Glenn Powell's character is feeling kind of, I guess, weird about the fact that she just left without saying anything. So he kind of just tells his friend like that she's terrible and awful and whatever. But she has had a change of mind and has come back. And before she can say anything, she overhears Glenn Powell say those things. And so she leaves, very upset. Fast forward six months. Um, I don't know. There's a lesbian wedding coming up. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the sister, uh, somebody's sister. I don't know. I think it's B's sister. B's sister and then Glenn Powell's friend's sister yeah. or something. They are getting married or they're dating at least. They end up getting engaged, but they're dating. And so, um, the Ben and B meet up again and they hate each other, like claws out. And it's all based on that initial meetup. And then, yeah, the, there's this uh, lesbian wedding that's going on in Australia for reasons. And uh, B and Ben get invited and they go there and the, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, that's your, that's your setup for anyone but you. <laughs> what did you think? Um, so this isn't a terrible movie, but I can't say I really liked it much either. Um, I, I, and I suppose I guess the plot is is inspired by um, Much Ado About Nothing, the the Shakespeare comedy, um, and occasionally we see some quotes from the play, and, and 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 at times it does feel kind of stagey and farcical when you know other characters are trying to have other characters overhear them and they're trying to manipulate people in that way. And I kind of liked those elements; that was kind of fun, um, but it doesn't really. Um, kind of lean into that enough for me. Um, it really kind of ends up being kind of a standard rom-com in which, you know, the people hate each other, but, oh, they really love each other. Mm. And you're just waiting for the, for the you know, the coin to drop and for it to all pan out. And it, it's very predictable. And I don't know. I felt like, you know, Glenn Powell is handsome enough and he has some charm. I didn't much care for Sydney Sweeney in this. I just felt she was... A little boring. Um, I didn't feel like they had a lot of chemistry together, to be honest. Um, boring is not the word I'd use for her, but yeah. <laughs> well, not boring to look at, but boring as a person. Oh, yeah, no. I'll, I'll, we'll get to that later, yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe you have even... I mean, you don't have a positive... Do you have a positive reaction? No, I don't. Okay. No. I was going to say, maybe annoying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
but yeah, it's pretty people. It's a, there's a nice, it's a nice setting. I, I like that we go to Australia and the, the house that they're all staying in is very nice. Um, so, you know, again, the movie looks good, but there's just not an, a lot in terms of characters or, or plot that really interested me. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. This is a movie that I also, or I kind of went back and forth while I was watching it, like that I thought this is very mediocre. Or, like, I also thought, you know what, I'm enjoying this. Hmm. And, um, but, you know, we saw it like a week ago, and in the intervening week, it's just kind of gone down in my estimation. Um, it's not a horrible film, but eh, it's not that good either. Uh, yeah, so Sydney Sweeney's character, I think Sydney Sweeney, um, she's nice to look at. I think she's, I think she acted the part well, but the part itself, she's just, super spastic the character is super spastic and over the top and and i mean they make a point of this but i mean she is just doesn't know what she wants to do with her life and that to me you know that that part of her the way they portrayed it here was very annoying um to the point here's the problem i had with that i don't you know i don't whether in a movie or in real life i understand there's people particularly young people and she's like in her early 20s um the character is they don't always know what they're going to do with their life. And that, I don't have anything against that. But when this is in a rom-com where you, the whole thrust of the film is you want to see person A and person B together, or you're, that's the idea, when one of those people is just a mess, <laughs> then I'm like, you know what? I was thinking like several times during this movie, I'm like, you know what? You got, I don't, maybe I shouldn't be together. <laughs> like, in fact, one of you probably shouldn't be with anyone right now. Right. Um, and that's not good for a rom-com, um, in my estimation. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe she's not her early 20s, maybe mid-20s, the character, but she's in law school, and um, they make a big deal about the age difference. Like, she's in her 20s, and Glenn Powell, they never say that he's in his 30s, but they hint at it a lot. I mean, honestly, I didn't think that... They, they don't they don't look like father and daughter or anything here. <laughs> I thought that, that part was overplayed. Um, I do think the acting, though, was fine, given what these actors had to work with. But, you know, I like the performances from the two leads. Uh, Dermot Mulroney that was in here, he was good. Rachel Griffiths was in here, he was good, too. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Michelle Hurd was... Uh, I like Michelle Hurd. She's one of those actresses that, like, you see in a lot of things. I don't think she gets enough props. I mean, she was in uh, Law and Order SVU for a year or two. She was in Star Trek Picard for all three seasons. And I don't know. I like her. Um, but man, this script needed some work. I mean, so first of all, you know, this is just a thing I have in general, but especially in movies like this. A lot of these work only because the people are attractive. So going back to the opening scene where it's the meet cute in the cafe and the B character, she's trying to get, she's trying to use the restroom, but they won't because they, it's only for customers. And then Ben is the name. Mm-hmm. He's already, he's, he's buying something there. And then he just pretends to be her husband. So then she can be considered a customer and whatever. And here's, and, and here's, and, he, and, and they laugh and they smile and she goes back to his place and stuff. So instead of, Instead of instead of uh, it being Glenn Powell, who's a very handsome, well-built man in his like thirties, imagine if it was like a fifty-five-year-old balding man with a pot belly. 
who could be a very wonderful, nice human being. No, nothing nefarious there. But that's how he looks. She would probably, first of all, if he was like, oh, that's, that's my wife and stuff, she would probably like curl her lip up and be like, what? <laughs> and even if she went along with it then, guarantee you she wouldn't be going back to his place. So this is one of those plots that's predicated on, you know, they're good looking. So therefore, all these plot points happen. So like, even that said, wow, I mean, she goes back to his place. I mean, she doesn't know him. You know, he's, yes, he's a good looking guy, but Ted Bundy was a good looking guy, you know, <laughs> and she goes back to his place and he makes her a grilled cheese sandwich, which I admit it made me hungry for a grilled cheese. <laughs> and it's nice. I always think cooking for someone is an act of, of, of is a really awesome act of love. <laughs> but I mean, they spend the night and I don't know. I was just thinking like, girl, like. You slow this down, you know, <laughs> both y'all need to slow this down. And then the whole like thing, her leaving without saying anything was a little weird, although sure. And then him getting as angry about it as he does also was, I thought, a little over the top. And then six months later, they are both still so angry about it. I mean, it's actual anger. I could. I didn't buy that. I'm like, I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't buy this. I, and this is really the whole premise of the movie. Like, like you said earlier. I mean, like they, they act like they hate each other, but they actually love each other and that kind of thing. I mean, that that wasn't working for me. And that's like the whole thrust of the movie. That's the whole genesis of the film. Yeah, I think that's the big problem. I mean, we're supposed to be rooting for them, right? That's the whole point. And I wasn't really ever rooting for them to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are so, well, because they are fighting all the time where, you know, they have their little moments where they, you know, there's like a, this little spark, but it, those are fleeting. And for the most part, they're just at each other's throats. Um, yeah, it, it's not enough to just be good looking to be a couple, right? You mm-hmm. have to actually have some kind of emotional connection as well. And that this movie does not do well at portraying that mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I, I don't know, I feel like movies like this sometimes benefit a lot from supporting characters. And I felt they were particularly weak in this movie. Um, there's just, uh, you know, supporting characters that might add, you know, a lot of humor or, or wisdom or, or something. I don't know. It just, they just felt really flat to me. Um, there's some good actors here, but, um, yeah. And maybe that's, that's, so it's probably more the fault of the, of the script. I, I imagine, um, you yeah. know. Also, just some weird scenes that didn't work for me. Like, there's a scene where Glenn Powell, he like, there's like a spider or something. A giant spider is in his shorts. Oh, yeah. And he completely freaks out and strips off. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a whole. It's 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 an excuse, for, I guess, for him to get naked and for her to see him naked. And but I mean, it's out in the open. I mean, there's people like ten feet from them, and he. I was just like watching that and I don't know whether I was supposed to be guffawing with laughter like oh my god this is so outrageous but instead I was just sitting there like this is too much well yeah it, his reaction was over the top and too much and, and stupid and the fact so she found the spider for reasons she reached into his shorts and pulled out the spider and I'm like that huge spider you did not feel that huge spider in your shorts mm. yeah the whole thing is just stupid yeah. And then they do the whole like reenactment of the 
Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet scene in Titanic where they're at the front of the ship. And let me tell you something. Titanic is one of my favorite films. I saw it five times at the theater back in the day. So I'm very particular about this. But so many people now get this scene wrong because there are two scenes at the front of the ship. There's one with Leo and Kate where they, you know, it's a sunset and like, you know, they're like, you know, holding hands and it's really romantic and stuff. And then, but the first one is with Leo and the actor whose name escapes me, but his friend um, that he gets on the ship with. And that is when Leo screams, I'm a king of the world. And there's a great Jim, James Horner score crashing <laughs> through that. Um, but people nowadays, I notice, get those scenes confused. They blend those scenes. Hmm. And they do it in this movie, too. They're, what they are trying to do is imitate the Leo and Kate moment. Yeah. But they throw in, like, I'm the king of the world. And I'm like, that's the wrong, that's the wrong scene. <laughs> and, that, and I know that's a weird thing to, get, to pick on, but it bugged me. And this movie was annoying me in other regards. So I was just that, like, yeah, yeah. I, di- I didn't pick up on that, but you did mention it as it was happening. So mm. um, uh, the only other thing I'll say, there's like, um, as the credits are rolling, there's some things happening. Uh, there's a song that plays and some antics occurring that I found the most enjoyable part of the movie. <laughs> See, that didn't work for me. <laughs> I don't know. It was just. It felt it felt very forced, but I will say that it was actually the first time in the movie that I kind of laughed and had a smile. <laughs> <laughs> ouch! Ouch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I know I've kind of trashed this movie, but like I will say, I wasn't bored. I mean, it it it, it kept my interest, and there were one or two times. Where I laughed, and I mean like a huh, you know, <laughs> laugh. Yeah, um, I wasn't bored either. I, so, so what would you give it out of ten? I've certainly seen much worse. I give it a five point four. Okay, um, I would give it a five. So our score is a five point two, and that is anyone but you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.